And away we go with our panel every weekday afternoon at this time, albeit usually a little earlier. Uh, we prolonged the last segment, and it was a worthwhile endeavor. We've got our panel. They're assembled here in studio. Alyssa Freeman, PR and pop culture media expert. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. Rocco Rossi is the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. Top of the morning to you, Rocco. <laughs> Cup runneth over today. We, the wife and I, are kidding the killing the uh, fatted calf. Our son is returning after two years of teaching in England to live full time in Toronto. Life is good. Wow, the prodigal son has returned. All right, John Carmichael is a former Conservative member of Parliament. And he's also the CEO of the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council. How's John doing? He's doing great, and I'm going to Rocco's house for dinner. Yeah, okay, because the fattened calf has returned. <laughs> Gee, I feel bad. My daughter's at summer camp working, and she's coming home for a visitor's day, and I'm like, what? <laughs> All right. Uh, you're not as enthralled as uh, our friend I am Rocco. not, John. Okay, well, as long as you don't refer to her as a fattened calf that has returned. No, that would have been the death knell for me. 110%. All right, who knows? what type We're of camp she's at. Here, yeah. right? anyway, well, <laughs> downhill. Yes. Uh, there's no more downhill to go. Let me ask you about what's been going on in the city of Toronto. Now, we know on the Danforth, this is the story that's predominated the news cycle the last 48 hours or so, and uh, everybody's kind of in a tizzy as to how to address it in some rational, meaningful way. Uh, you've got the Toronto Star editorializing that there ought not to be any legal handgun ownership in Canada whatsoever. Complete ban, that would address it. Uh, Rocco, you think there's any merit to that idea? No, I'm, I'm with uh, something you were talking about earlier, uh, Johnny, on the show, and, and that is when, you know, when there are guys out there who are buying 47 uh, and then clearly selling them out the back door, that's an issue, uh, putting chips in them, um, uh, I mean, I'm not a gun owner, there's no appeal to me, but I'm enough of a person who believes in, in individual rights that, you know, sports guys and so on, that's, that's fine by me, but it should be controlled. All right. Uh, too draconian for you, John Carmichael? Um, I, I, I support, uh, the sport shooters and, and hunters, but, uh, there's no need for a gun ownership in Toronto. I don't understand that at all. And, and they should play hardball. So you're with Mayor Tory on that. Yeah, I am. No guns whatsoever in Toronto. Why, why do we need them? Why does a kid need a gun in Toronto? Well, it's not just a kid, but there well, may be the gun kid, clubs. The, the gangs, the, and no, yeah. I understand the gun clubs and that's, that's a challenge. I, I, I really, I'm not a gun owner, so I don't know the the attraction to well, the you, sport. You, you recall when the hostage taking outside of Union Station occurred and uh, David Miller made the connection that there was a gun club at Union Station that right. nobody heretofore had ever heard of. There was another one at Hart House and those two uh, fell by the boards because I guess that was the climate at the time. It was what, 2005, the so-called yeah, summer of the gun. Uh, you know, the sports shooters were taken aback. They thought, what, what's this got to do with us? We're responsible. Uh, some of us are Olympians in training. But you'd say even then you wouldn't make an exception. Well, I don't know why you need a gun. Go to, if there's going to be a gun club somewhere outside of Toronto and you've got somebody who's an Olympian and, and they're, they're of that high caliber of, of athlete and they can go do that, that's a different ballgame. I'd have to have that discussion. But I don't know why we have to have any guns in Toronto, period. All right. Let me see your conservative card. Uh, <laughs> however, uh, over to Alyssa, would you support an outright ban of guns in Toronto, or uh, as the Toronto Star is advocating in their editorial, banning the private ownership right across Canada? 
You know, it is a really hard, hard line, and I'm kind of surprised at my two colleagues on the points of view that they take, especially Mr. Carmichael here to my left. But, you know, it's an interesting editorial in in a very interesting time, and it seems... It might seem draconian, but, you know, we're living in a city where murders are at an all-time high. And, you know, people are taking guns and spraying bullets into crowds. And it doesn't seem that draconian when you see what's going on. And I, and I hear Rocco and I hear John, but I'm thinking, why does anybody really need a gun in Toronto? And it's a great question to ask. All right. Well, it's interesting because uh, then I refer to Michael Bryant, the former attorney general in the province, with an opinion piece in that same paper. And uh, here's one quote. The public outcry in Toronto these days about gun crime is untethered from reality and torqued by fear from which bad decisions get made. He says, for example, if you knew someone involved in a plane crash, you'd be suddenly afraid of flying. But the statistical likelihood of a plane crash is exponentially lower than a motor vehicle accident. So it is with gun violence in Toronto today. He's saying don't let fear make policy. It makes bad policy. Yeah, the problem, Johnny, is statistics tell, but emotion sells. And uh, when emotions are running high and uh, in the environment that uh, that you have, people want action. They want it right away. It's not always necessarily thought through. Um, and And there are bad unintended consequences, not always, but more often than not, and we have to control for those. Well, all right, uh, because the city, uh, they did have this meeting on Tuesday where uh, everybody came together, the chief of police, the mayor, the premier, and uh, I guess it was Bill Blair representing on uh, organized crime, his new portfolio, and uh, they put together a plan the city has, $44 million over five years, and this actually was developed by city staff before the carnage on uh, Sunday night. But the mayor is talking about uh, more money for at-risk youth and priority neighborhoods, uh, one-time funds to establish community programs, beefing up youth employment, mentorship initiatives, and so on and so forth. So it makes me wonder, I mean, is there going to be a scattershot approach, no pun intended, to this? Uh, we've got stricter gun laws we've discussed. Uh, now we've got resources put into uh, youth programs, more mental health resources, greater police presence on the street, all of the above, some of the above to a greater or a lesser extent. John, where do you think you would address it if you had this amount of money to spend? I certainly want more police on the streets. Uh, In this day and age, I think it's critical. I think we need more community policing, and the chief has a plan for that, and I think he should be uh, given the resources to to back that up. I think you go back to the guns, and the question is, with, with so many owners owning so many guns, uh, it it does. There's no balance to it. And then the issue, and I heard uh, Mr. Bryant talking about it this morning. Private owners selling their guns on the streets publicly, and uh, and that's another source of illicit uh, access to guns today. So I, I I think we've got to be putting money into mental health. We've got to back up a lot of those policies that changed years ago. I think we need more community policing, and I think we have to address youth uh, youth employment okay. or unemployment, as it might be. So you're scattering the resources around <clears throat> I think you have uh, to. to all departments. Now, on that matter of you know people selling guns illegally, they buy them legally and sell them illegally, and that's why I was talking about chipping yeah. them or some, some way of tracking and tracing and come down hard like a ton of bricks anybody caught doing that yeah. you know life sense if necessary i mean throw the book at them on the other matter of the police and neighborhoods do you think for example Alyssa, if there were beat cops walking along the danforth on sunday night that might have deterred the carnage it may have and and i was thinking about it today that what would make me safe and what would make me want to go back down to the danforth and not that i think that anything is going to happen again 
But honestly, these random shootings are happening in random places in the city, not where you would expect them to happen, where people normally congregate, such as Nathan Phillips Square. And I'm thinking, you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing more beat cops. I think that's absolutely critical. And I think that it gives people a sense of security. And it shows that the city is actually doing something. And to your point before about saying, you know, let's tackle... Just hold that thought. I'm going to take a time out. But lay those fears with more beat cops. Uh, I think the head of the association would concur. We'll come back and continue the discussion with our panel here on the Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. She was always happy and she was smiling. She was like the prettiest girl you could ever meet and it's just not fair that she died. It's our job, not not only as government as in police, but as a community uh, to make sure we stop this uh, senseless uh, gun crimes that we're seeing and shootings and, and deaths. It's, uh, it's been a terrible summer.